I genuinely can't tell if that's good. Hey, what's up? This is Aiden Jones, and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 2nd of March, 2021. The podcast is a day late. I apologize. I apologize. Thank you very much for listening. How are you guys doing? How has your week been? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling fulfilled? I don't feel very happy. Um, I guess that's a good place to start. That that feels quite like an intense thing to say, doesn't it? I don't feel very happy. I've found myself the last week just being really kind of annoyed or just like that low level. I'm not very happy with comedy at the moment. Uh, I feel like I'm not... I just haven't written a good thing in a fucking while. All the things that I write, I think they're funny and then I take them on stage and they're just... They're shit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I feel kind of stuck and it's making me upset. I feel like I'm having okay sets and they're just not... I'm, like, I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying being on stage like a bit, but they're just not making me feel good afterwards. Um, and it's kind of putting me in a shit mood or like I'm not even doing as many sets as I would like and that's upsetting me. Maybe I'm comparing myself to other people. I feel like friends of mine are doing more sets than I am and I'm like, well, I should be doing that many and I'm not. I'm going away this weekend with my girlfriend and that's great, but that I'm not going to be able to do sets at those times which is frustrating. I just feel very frustrated at the moment. Let me have a sip of tea. Calm down. Yeah, I feel frustrated with comedy. Um, comedy festival's coming up and that's good. Today, it's Wednesday today. It's Wednesday morning. I think the reason I didn't record yesterday was I just forgot. I forgot, like, I, I've had work Monday, Tuesday. <sighs> Oh, oh my word. Um, have work Monday, Tuesday, so I didn't have time those days. And I didn't like, I guess if I don't remember on like Sunday that I need to record and that I've got to find a time to record, then having work on Monday and then I played indoor Monday night and then I got home and I was really tired and I was like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I just didn't. I just let myself off the hook this week. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Let's get to the bottom of it. That's what this podcast right now is about. Hopefully by the end of this, I will have a little bit of a better understanding of why I think not doing the podcast this week is like a symptom of the the malaise that I'm feeling. And you know what? If I haven't gotten to the bottom of it at the end of this half hour, well, I got therapy at 11.30, isn't it? So... I'm excited for therapy. I haven't had one in ages. I'm actually thinking that maybe I shouldn't be on the therapy that you get through um, through uh, fucking, what's it called, Medicare. I shouldn't be going to a bulk billing guy. Maybe the shit that I want to do at therapy. Oh no, here comes a yawn. Yeah. Maybe the shit that I want to do at therapy isn't the shit that's covered by like bulk billing. Like when you, you know, you're like, I have anxiety. I have a gun. (laughs) Why'd you go to therapy? I had a gun. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just, I found myself in the possession of a gun and that brought up a lot of emotions for me. So I thought I better talk to someone about it. <laughs> Maybe that's why Americans are always going to therapy. Too many guns. You can all be traced back to the Second Amendment. Is that the one? Right to bear arms? Is that the Second Amendment? Whatever, mate. Who fucking cares? Um, yeah, I'm going to therapy. And I feel like I want to talk about my childhood and how, my, like, you know, my relationships in my family affect or, like, play out in my relationships in my adult life. And I just... Oh, God. I just feel like that's not really what I was getting out of the other one. And I felt disappointed. I felt let down. I felt abandoned even by my other therapist. So I'm fucking, I'm got a new guy, but maybe this isn't even the one for me. That's what I'm saying is maybe I just got to pony up the cash. Maybe the government's not, you know what? As a taxpayer myself, I don't know that I am ready to pay for me to go in and talk about my childhood. What an indulgence. But then again, maybe that's the attitude that I'm trying to push against. Maybe it's not an indulgence. Maybe it's an essential part of my growth, but I don't I just I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. That's what therapy is, is just me. I just I don't know and I would like someone to 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 help. Ugh. Had a great bit of indoor soccer on Monday. That's what I this is what's worrying to me actually. Concerning is that at the moment I'm finding more joy in things outside of comedy than I am from comedy. And that makes me think, well, maybe comedy's not for me. Maybe I should just quit. And maybe it's, you know. But then the other argument is like, well, maybe it's unhealthy to put pressure on comedy to be the sole proprietor of happiness in my life. Proprietor? Proprietor. What's a proprietor? Property. Prop. Proprietor. Owner. Yeah. Well, that's probably right. Um, maybe it's maybe it's unrealistic of me to put all that pressure on stand-up comedy to be like, yeah, fuck, to be like all of like my income, my career, fulfillment, happiness, you know, to make me calm. Maybe I shouldn't put pressure on comedy to make me calm. Fucking <laughs> a bunch of people just switched the podcast off there, I reckon. <laughs> That's a good marketing strategy. Just stop talking about coming <laughs> and then market the podcast on that. <laughs> Listen to my podcast. I don't talk about coming. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Listen to my podcast where I, a straight man, promise, li listen to me, I promise to not talk about coming. <laughs> All right? I want to talk about my life, my feelings, my thoughts on the world. And I pro listen to me, I promise from the bottom of my heart, look at my hand. It's I'm holding it up in a very earnest way. I promise you that I'm not going to talk about jizz that comes out of my dick. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Maybe that's a good, a good, um, maybe that's a good little sting to chuck up on the socials. 
fucking whatever. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, it's too much pressure to put on comedy to be like that's where I'm just going to be happy and maybe it's good that I'm finding happiness in other places. I'm finding I'm finding a lot of joy in work. I think maybe it was a mistake for me to count how many jobs I've been fired from in my life because now that's all I can think about. <laughs> when you say to people I've been fired from a bunch of jobs, they go, oh yeah. When you say to people I've been fired from 14 jobs, it's really like it's a hefty fucking figure. I said that to someone I worked with the other day and it's like a fairly new job that I'm at and I I really had to play down how recent the most recent firing was. I haven't told anyone at work yet that I got fired from my last job a month ago and what I got fired for. It feels like a real taboo and maybe that's a sign of me growing as a person that I, I feel ashamed of being fired. That's good, isn't it? Rather than pretending I'm like proud of it like I fucking like I won some battle I, I lost <sighs> but I'm finding a lot of joy at work and I love working with a different dude every day which is cool just meeting a bunch of different men and getting to know them it's a, it's a cool rhythm to like meet someone at the start of the day and they're a bit standoffish because they don't know if I'm going to be bad because they know that I'm new at the job and then we, you know, start doing it. And after the first little bit, they kind of see that I'm not an idiot. And so they warm up and then we start talking. We learn about each other's lives and, you know, they're all just, they've all been just good dudes. And uh, by the end of the day, you know, I've met them. And then you just go, all right, man, nice to meet you. Nice to work with you. Ciao. See you again sometime. It's really nice. And some of them I don't really have much in common with at all, but you still find enough common ground to just like have conversations for the day. Mm. So yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yesterday, um, we uh, worked with a lovely family. I still don't really want to say where I work just in case, you know, but you'll get the idea. Um, we worked with a, a lovely family and uh, it was... Um, they were like Asian Australian and, um, their, the, the husband and wife, they're both of their mums. They're like Chinese mums. And one of the mum's sisters were like making lunch for them and they invited us to stay for lunch. And so we had lunch and oh my God, these ladies were so cheeky. One of them, and I'm not going to do the accent, although it would be funnier with the accent, but I'm not going to do it for some reason. <laughs> Cause it's racist, I guess. I don't know. Um, she was saying, she was like, I'm the boss in like broken English going like, I'm the boss of you. I'm your boss. And she was like waving over the other ladies and being like pointing at me and being like, I'm his boss. I'm the boss of him for today. You can hear Just imagine the voice in your head. All right. It's way funnier with the voice, but I can't do the voice. Cause I'm a fucking, I'm, you know, I've been fired once. I haven't been fired once. I've been fired 14 times. Imagine if that's what I got fired for. Fucking hell. Um, anyway, and she was, you know, we were joking around laughing and then they cook us, um, they cook us lunch, just like noodles, real, real simple shit, but real nice. We sat down in this beautiful living room, had lunch with them, laughing and joking. And at one point that lady who was giving me shit, 
she, uh, this was wild actually. I felt like she really was smart and put me in a spot. I don't know if she knew exactly what she was doing, but she, I was asking, I was like, okay, so you're that person's mom and you're that person's mom. And, and she was like, yeah, and this is my sister. And she looks at me and she goes, do you think we look, do you think we look like sisters? Do you think we look the same? And I'm like, you know, like, like, oh, what do I say? I don't know what to say. Like she really caught me on the spot. And I was like, ah, ah. And before I could say anything, she goes, which one is prettier? (laughs) Fucking, I almost spat my food out, man. The other of the three ladies just like threw her hands up and walked away from the table. She was like, (laughs) I'm out. Oh my God. They fucked. That lady slayed me. It was such a, it was just such a fun day, you know, working with these people who were so kind and, and lovely to work with. And, um, the guy that I was working with was so cool and he'd worked there for ages and he was like teaching me a bunch of stuff. I felt like I was learning. I felt very fulfilled and challenged and I met the challenge. I rose to it and that made me feel like a good person person um and on monday night the night before played indoor with some doubles um and oh my god what a win hey what a victory it's playing recreational sport is fucking sick it's very important i'm so glad that i have this indoor team um i played like three you know we we as a team have played like three games this year but i think the season has stretched back because of covid and stuff for so long that we just forgot how many games we won at the start of the season but i played my first game last week since lockdown came back and we won and we won you know we won no biggie and uh then this week it was like, hey, you guys are in the finals. So you're in the semifinals. And it was like, oh, all right, dope. I've, I've played literally one game back since we've been back, since we came back in like December. We're in the finals. We get there. I'm playing like shit. We go, I give away two shitty fucking turnovers that lead to goals. We're down 4-1 at half time, And we're slowly fighting back. But it just feels like these guys are... Bit more organized than us, but anyway, we fight and fight and fight, and then I get the goal to put us level at six six with forty seconds left, and they've been fouling us all game. A couple of our like one of our and one of their players got sent off at one point. They got sin binned, and I've I'm not gonna lie. I admit I gave up earlier on in the game. I just I I was playing shit. My shoes, the grip is kind of gone on the bottom of the shoes. So I'm slipping around everywhere. It feels like I'm playing in slippers. And, and I just, I just wasn't feeling, I felt like I was getting marked out of the game. Just had an off night. Just had an off night. Just one of those nights. But I scored the goal to put us back level. And that was the only goal that I scored. I just, that made me, you know, feel a bit more confident. I feel like I was running better. That was the thing. I was I got, I got marked out of the game, so I just had to start running more. And I kind of realized that pretty late, but I was like, I've just got to start making runs and stretching the game out to give other people space. If I'm going to get marked out of the game, well, I got to just run harder. And then I was remembered about my shoes, and I was like, I can't even 
run because I'm wearing slippy slop slippers. But I dug deep and the team dug deep and the other team committed their sixth foul of the game, which means that we get a penalty. And then the clock ran down to zero. No more time. This is the last kick of the game. And we scored. Did you hear that? Can you hear me whisper? We scored. We won. We won the game. The semi-final. Everything we've worked for and played hard and, and given up and sacrificed. So we're in the final, which I guess is next week. I don't know. <laughs> what a win, man. Oh, my God. What a win for the ages. Beautiful stuff. And that's, yeah, I just, that felt good. And I just, I came home and I didn't want to do the podcast. I came home and I remembered that I didn't have a gig that night because it was Monday. I just, I didn't have a gig and the chat that I'm in with a bunch of my friends, here's, maybe this is like, I'm in a bunch of, a chat with a bunch of mates, comedians, and they're all talking about the gigs that they were doing and I wasn't doing a gig and it just made me go, why the fuck? don't I have a gig on and everyone else does it seems it made me feel I don't know jealous made me feel like I'm not working hard enough like I was getting down on myself like I like I should be working harder and and um yeah it's just beating up on myself and then I think well like maybe I shouldn't be in that chat if it's going to make me feel like that or maybe or either I shouldn't be in that chat or I'm not working hard enough. I don't know which one it is. Like I'm, I'm working three days a week and I'm running definitely one and like doing some stuff for another night. So Wednesdays and Thursdays are kind of off for doing multiple gigs. So it's hard. Wednesdays and th yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, it's like, should I be working harder or is it okay that I'm working this hard, but maybe I just like should be writing more. It's the fact that I'm not doing heaps of gigs coupled with the fact that the gigs that I am doing, I just, I'm not fucking feeling like I'm being very fucking funny. God, it's really frustrating. It's really getting to me. Um, and that's not even what I want to talk about when I go to therapy. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this. I want to talk about some other shit. <sighs> Moved my girlfriend into a new place on Sunday. Um, that was good. Um, she thought that it was going to take three. I hired like a Volkswagen van thing with a big interior and, and, she thought it was going to take a bunch of trips, like three, but I kind of Tetris everything in really well and it didn't, it took, we did it in one trip. It was amazing. Felt good. I was like, look at me and my new job. Cause that's what I do. Oh, I've slipped up. <sighs> yeah. God, what else am I going to fucking talk about? Hey, what am I doing for the rest of the day today? I'm going to therapy. And then after therapy, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go to a cafe. And I'm gonna sit, have a coffee, and I'm gonna write some jokes to try tonight. Here's a joke that uh, he, uh, I'll do a recap of the gig that I did yesterday. 
Um, and then what can I talk about? I'm surely there's some other stuff that I can talk about. I'll talk about piano. I'll talk about gardening. I'll do. All right, how about that? I'll do that first, and then I'm gonna try a joke. Okay. Um, garden update. I have been um, picking tomatoes. They're going fucking nuts in the garden. Um, the other week I made a uh, a little recipe that apparently is huge on TikTok. Um, it's like you get a block of feta, cut up a chili, put that on top of the feta, chuck it in an oven, like a, uh, what's that called? Like a casserole dish, you know? Um, put that in the middle, olive oil all around it, and then just cherry tomatoes, just chuck that in all around the feta. Bit of salt, bit of pepper, throw it in the oven, 25 minutes, bring it out, the feta's melted, the tomatoes are cooked and all nice, and then get a bit of pasta that's just been cooked and all al dente. Chuck it over the top, mix it around, bus. All right, you got yourself a nice little meal. I guess it was just a bit of a challenge to find things to do with the cherry tomatoes. Last year, I couldn't find enough things to do with them. I was chucking a few out. Even just the other day, I had to chuck some out, which was annoying. So good to find a recipe that just utilizes all of the cherry tomatoes that I've got. I've got some other of the big ones, my grandpa's ones, the seeds that he sent me. I've got some of those that I've picked. I'm going to get some mozzarella. Maybe I'll do that later. Get some mozzarella. Pick some basil from the garden and make little mozzarella tomato thingies. Um, Yeah, the garden's been going all right. It's getting to the point now where I think I just... Next year, what I'm going to do if I'm still in this place is I'm going to get a bigger... Like, I'm going to get... Maybe buy some actual, like, wood from Bunnings or whatever rather than just this wood that I've stolen from next door because it's not really... These, like, stakes aren't really long enough. Um, and I'm going to have large, they're probably like two meter high stakes, kind of get them in the ground properly. And, um, yeah, I'll just have some like really tall stakes for the tomatoes by enough string to last the season. So when they grow, I can tie them up properly and have them like really fully supported to a tall height because, the ones that are going really well around near the water heater at the back of the house, they're going crazy, but the stakes weren't high enough. So I staked them up to like a meter high and then they kept growing and then they flopped over themselves. And I just feel like there's a lot of lost potential for growth and sunlight capture there and energy storage, which would have yielded me a better crop. So next year, higher stakes, huge plants. One of my plants is growing over the fucking neighbor's fence and I want them to all be like that. Because the neighbor's other plants grow through the fence for the rest of the year. So how about for three months of the year, I'm going to be like, hey, motherfucker, look at these tomatoes. I know your yard looks better than that, but still, check it out. So, yeah, they're just, they're flopping over each other. Whatever. I feel like in about a month, it'll be done. And then I'm just going to have all of this plant matter to rip up and, yeah. So there's that piano update i have been playing uh the song someday by the strokes on the piano i've made a little arrangement of that i considered um here's where i'm at with piano at the moment is i'm now pretty confident doing a nice left hand making up a like a uh harmony or just like a left hand you know i did the song someday by the strokes and i did it in 
uh, like six eight time, like a waltz. So it's like dun 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 dun. Oh, I mean that. God, it's like this dun 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 dun. It's fucking. It's all right. Okay, it doesn't sound like shit. Um, it's fun to play. I do the left hand in a waltz and then the right hand I kind of keep to a similar rhythm, but it's in three rather than four. So the rhythm kind of changes and then I play the melody. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, it's like that. All right. Um, and I was thinking to get it up to a decent level where I can play like a verse through and then um, maybe send it to my mate who just moved to Sydney because he loved the strokes. Thought that might be nice. I haven't got it to that level yet. Maybe I'll do that today. And if I end up getting a good recording of it, I'll put it on next week's podcast. That'll be nice. Um, oh, also, before I do my little fucking joke. Uh, something from a previous week's episode, my grandma messaged me and said this about the royal we. The origin of the royal plural has been traced variously to 1169 when the English king Henry II used it to mean God and I and to King Richard I, whose use of the oh, and to King Richard I, whose use of the pronoun bolstered his claim to be acting in concert with the deity and to be the ruler by divine right. So there you go. It was basically kings trying to fucking jimmy themselves in with God because they're like people love God, and that's where the power is. So if I buddy up with God then all the peasants won't mind that I fucking have, you know, a gold dick or whatever the thing was that you used to get when you were the king. Um, and they're just peasants. Man, I read a really funny story. Funny or just like on The Guardian before about some famous golf course that was the where the Ryder Cup started, which I don't know what that is, but I've heard of it. It's a famous golf tournament, whatever. Some golf course in Surrey near London where all the rich people live and it's been this prestigious golf course for like a hundred years. And it's been bought by a Chinese billionaire. And he's raised the prices, the membership fees. And it's this place where like people live around the golf course. There's like 300 incredible houses around this golf course. It's just like full of rich people, you know. But this billionaire's bought it and has raised it. So it's not just rich people, but like super rich people who can afford to go there. Um, and the rich people have banded together and they're trying to run like a PR campaign to smear this billionaire and say, Hey, it's not fair. What he's doing is pushing us out of our thing. And it's just basically like being gentrified is what it is. It's the rich of England being gentrified by the global rich. They're being pushed out of their places where they've lived. And I feel like I want to say suck shit. After years and years of, I would assume, I guess, I don't actually know the facts, but here's the story in my head. Years of them voting along the lines of, we don't really care about gentrification in a broader sense in society of poor people being pushed out by rich people, like out of East London and the East End and, and like working class suburbs being 
you know, money coming in and blah, blah, blah. They don't care about that. But now it's happening to them because England as a whole in a global sense is the East end is, is like the East end of the world. What the East end of London was, which was working class people, um, living near a seat of power. Well, that's what like England is, is the traditional seat of power. And so global elites want to buy there. I don't know. I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about, but it was just nice to see (laughs) the shoe being on the other foot for a change. Um, yeah, fuck. What am I talking about? Here's my joke, all right? I feel like a little bit better, actually. I feel like after that, those the little distractions there of the garden and the piano and then the royal we going back to the previous week's podcast, that makes me feel a bit better. I Just to not think about that I feel, oh, I feel sad. Maybe that's the secret, is not to try and figure out and analyze and pick at every negative feeling. Maybe the secret is just to accept that they're there but not dwell on them and try and focus on other things like my garden like my piano yeah all right well anyway here's my joke um thinking about how i've been fired from so many jobs and being fired is a rejection in a way in kind of similar vein that being broken up with is but being a lot of people haven't been fired but most people have been through the rejection of heartbreak but the difference is that when you get fired, there's government support. You get Centrelink, JobKeeper Allowance, Job Seeker Allowance. Um, when you get broken up with, there's no allowance. There's no person who comes around your house once a fortnight and helps you jack off. You know, checks how you're doing with your search for love. Are you okay? Have you been on ten dates this week? And you're like, oh yeah, I did them last night. <laughs> you know, like Centrelink. Um, and then like maybe the uh, like lefty liberals in society would be pushing for more support. Like they shouldn't just be helping you jerk off. It should be blowjobs. You should they should give you blowjobs as well. And then conservatives are like, they're not giving blowjobs. We're not doing that. The taxpayer's not paying for blowjobs. If they offered blowjobs, then everyone would just stay on that and no one would actually go and look for love. They just wait for the government official to come around their house and suck their dick. Is that a good joke? I feel like it's okay. Last night at my gig, I did about four minutes of riffing and things that I'd kind of half thought about, but not fully. And I was doing well, but I feel like also I was just doing well because most of the people there kind of know me because they were comedians and they know me and I felt comfortable like I was, you know, I felt like I was better is what I want to say than most of the comedians in the crowd. And so they were kind of ready to laugh at me because I had this air of like, I'm comfortable, I'm fine here. Oh, I'm getting a call on my computer. Well, that is a very annoying way to end the podcast. Decline. Oh, that's funny. That's from uh, the group chat that was making. (laughs) That's funny as hell. That's from the group chat that, you know, is full of my friends that was making me feel jealous and like I wasn't working hard enough. Here I am talking about it and they're calling me. There's no escape. I think that's the end of the podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. Have a great week. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Bye.